<laughs> so Dylan, what did you do this week? Well, Tusa hosted a pancake breakfast in the atrium a few days ago. I'm not sure what day it is because my days sort of blur together because they're usually meaningless. Um, and I was walking through it and I thought, wow, pancakes, coffee, orange juice, various fake sugars and dairyless creamers. And you know what? I just decided to go to the calf and I had a hamburger and I got really sick. Welcome to the first edition of the Trinity Western University podcast. Hi. Uh, how are you all doing? I'm Eric DeLang. I am Dylan Dean James. And we're going to be your hosts today. We are coming to you from the beautiful interior of a handicapped bathroom <laughs> in Robson. <laughs> so is... if you ever come to Robson, please make sure that you come into this bathroom and realize that you are a part of Trinity but not, history. But not on Sundays when we do our recording. Unless you really want an interview. Or you have a mattress. We need a mattress. This is... this. <laughs> we, we, we do need a mattress to absorb, to absorb a bit of sound because we got a bit of an echo. It's our, work, it's our working studio. If you can think of a better place for us. Hey, maybe we can go to the music room later. We could. We could set up in the music room. Definitely do that, yeah. Um, okay. Hey, Eric, you know what I hate? What? People who know what they're going to do with their lives. <laughs> <laughs> so you hate me? Yeah. Well... They think they're so smug with their bio majors and their and their pre-veterinary sciences majors, and I'm like, get out of my life. I don't do math. And they're like, I just did chemistry for like four hours. That's great. You know what I did today? I hunkered. I got on the floor of Robson and just like cried about my character development. That's my degree. So you can take your scientific calculator and shove it where the sun don't shine. Uh, yeah, how's, how's Douglas? How's Douglas? Well, some friggin' idiots last semester decided to put fish yeah, I heard in about a that. ceiling, I and it's seriously, it's still not gone. Oh, no. It's gonna be like a full year before. We're, we're coming for you. We're back to normal development. But Douglas is good. I don't know why you would live anywhere else. I go to Fraser, and I'm like, I... I don't understand Fraser. It feels like a prison. If you if you live in Fraser, we'd love to have you on a podcast to talk about the nerds. Yeah, because I don't understand it. We both don't understand it. I've I've been in that building and there's doors everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> there's just are like doors and doors and doors. When I came here for preview weekend, I stayed with uh, the the bodacious Brian Sandberg, um, and he was living in Fraser like on the first floor at that time. And I remember being lost. And yeah. I would go to the second floor, and I'd be like, I don't understand where this guy I'm living with, like, where his room is. And, and all, the, all of the pods, look, or the dorm areas look the same, but they are all in weird, different areas. It's like, I don't know. And it, yeah, windy and corners. It's so, and like, like, squarish, yeah, too. Yeah, like, yeah. the whole thing. That's why the prison. It's basically Alcatraz. <laughs> but you go into Douglas. <laughs> and things, SFU of Trinity like, West. It's, it's so true. <laughs> they should film, like, a remake of 2001 in Fraser. <laughs> 
I'm sure all the student leaders in Fraser are beautiful people. I just don't know who you are. I've never met you. Yeah, we'd like to get to know you, though, actually. Come send us an email. Please. That's uh, twhub at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll Tell give, us why you like... We'll give all our information at the end, too, and yeah. we'll put it on our blog, twhub.blogspot.ca. Um, yeah, I just have... I mean, I know, like, six people from... I think I know more people from Northwest than I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I think I know more commuters than people from Fraser. <laughs> like, what do you guys do? You're, like, in this big cage, you know, with hamster wheels. And you're like, ah, I'm Fraser. I don't understand. <laughs> you meet these people in Douglas, and they're like, yeah, I put on my housing application, don't put me in Fraser. <laughs> It's poor, poor people. And, and to be honest, Douglas is falling apart. So if you would rather be in that building than That's Fraser, there, there has got to be something. Well, there's... Yeah. Some substance. <laughs> yeah, there must be. There must be. There's no one even in 2-3 lower right now, right? No, there is. It's 8-9 oh. lower. 8-9 lower. Oh, there's there's no one there. Right, right, right. Which is weird. That is weird. I used their bathroom once. Did you? Yeah, I was just like, I really had to go to the bathroom and I didn't want to use one and, and uh, that, like, there would be a lot of people in. Was so it? I just kind of went down to 8-9 lower and I used their bathroom. Was it this year? Yeah. You can go in there. Yeah, the bathroom was wide open. The, the lights were on. I, yeah. That's that's Trinity's way of saving money. <laughs> Keep the lights on and the bathroom clean in a dorm that's not being used. That's beautiful. It worked for me. I was. It, I really had to go. I think they put like those guys that came for the arts and ethics seminar in 8-9 lower, which is really funny <laughs> really? because you're underneath 8-9 upper. Uh, um, yeah, so anyway, we've got some events happening on campus. Yeah, right? yeah we've got a bunch, of, a bunch of things coming up. Well, uh... That's that we'll be getting into on the show. So um, <clears throat> we have the men's volleyball team versus the, the one word TW men's volleyball team versus the Manitoba Bisons. Mm-hmm. That's eight p.m. on Friday night, Friday the eighteenth. And uh, did you do that math in your head? Yeah, I did. Wow. Um, and seven p.m. I, I didn't actually. I had it written down just that you can't read my writing. Um, seven p.m. on Saturday, Saturday the nineteenth. I did that math in my head. Um, these are both at the Langley Event Center. So. You gotta like pay money to see them, so you do. Yeah. Oh, really? Support them. Support them, please. With we have we have an interview course. with uh, with Danny Grant. Uh, he's mm-hmm. redshirting for the uh, great guy, great the guy. men's volleyball team. We're gonna interview him tonight. He's uh, he's a uh, really great guy. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, a really fun thing that's coming up. Um, I don't know if you saw these posters all around campus, but it's a crazy guy in a lab coat mixing some things that probably define the laws of chemistry. I think I saw a science major critique it in pencil. Um, but New Generations is a festival of student-created and liberated theater, and it will be starting January 29th and going until February 2nd. The 29th, um, write this down, January 29th is preview, um, which means that it's not quite opening yet, and it's $8 for students. I mean... Eight dollars for quality Vancouver theater, and if you're in a in a theater class at all, you get a you get a free comp. Yeah, so absolutely. Night theater so student, please book them, book them quick. Come right out, um, and we're going to have an interview with uh, some of the cast of one of the one act plays in New Gen. Uh, the play is called Life Underwater, and we'll have Tiefland Cook in here yeah. later to join the two of us who are already in the cast. And that Dylan and I have um, may have a bias toward uh, Life Underwater. Yeah. So Absolutely. it won't be a, 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 an objective interview, but it'll be a good one. It's the best to play. Um, it, you can get your tickets. Uh, you probably should get your tickets now because they're selling out really quick at twuboxoffice at gmail.com. You can also, um, if you want some more information on the plays, you can go to twu.ca slash theater, and it will be right there as the current production. Yeah. Our first 1107 is coming up on Friday at 1107 p.m. Wow. 
Did they plan that? That's a big coincidence. It's serendipitous. How many minutes are there in like a day? Thousands? I uh, probably a million. Five hundred twenty-five. Let's 6, find a yeah. Let's definitely let's quote rent. Let's do that. Let's alienate our audience more <laughs> by quoting them. I freaking hate rent. Sorry. You alienated all of Fraser um, already. That's true. But who even art? <laughs> who, has, <laughs> who hasn't heard of uh, heard of rent? Um, <laughs> I just don't like rent. You don't? I don't. Okay. The first time I saw it. Like, I, I understand. It was one of the, like the first plays I had seen okay. in live, real life theater, and um, that's not a good icebreaker into theater, especially when people are like singing about AIDS and and like disrobing in the rafters. Mm. And I like and hard drugs. It's, and it's like, oh man, transvestite. If it wouldn't get approved to be shown at Trinity, maybe don't take your eleven-year-old children to it. <laughs>
Sarah Williams, Broken Dreams. She is a communications major here at Trinity, hailing from Victoria and a fantastic independent artist. You can find out more about her on our blog. Um, Earlier in the show, you heard Josh Dower with his song Reign of Judah, and you can check him out on SoundCloud, Josh Dower's first year. And I don't know what his major is. Music. Music major. Music. How, how appropriate. How <laughs> apropos. Or is it a propos? Um, anyway, no, yes. Oh, the beautiful chirping voice of this <laughs> fine goddess beside me is um, this is Tia Glenn Cook, who will be starring in one <laughs> of the plays in New Generations, which we previously mentioned as the Festival of Student Created and Liberated Theater here at Trinity mm-hmm. Western. Um, remember, if you recall, it starts January 22nd and goes until February. Sorry, January 29th and goes until February oh, 2nd. <laughs> no! Yes. yes. Um, yeah, uh, Tia, Eric, and I are all in the play Life Underwater, uh, which is a complicated little one-act play about love and life and what it means to truly love someone and to to really capture that. Um, so, Tia, if you could tell us a little bit about your character and sort of the backdrop of the play. Okay, well, Life Underwater is written by Richard Greenberg. It's really dark and beautiful, and I love it. And I'm playing um, a character called Jinx, who's a 45-year-old single mother of Kip, who the story kind of focuses around. And um, we, we look at her um, her love life a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a love triangle going on with Kip and two girls, and then you follow the kind of passionate rise and fall of Jinx's affair with a man named Hank, played mm-hmm. by Dylan. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know it. Yeah. Um, is this anything like you, like something you've done at Trinity before in New Generations? Um, well, I was, the first time I was in New Generations, I played a goddess in Very a play written by Dylan DeYoung and Jordan Sherman. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, I, I, it's, it's dramatic and it's dark like that, but I don't need to stand still for 30 minutes in this place. So that'll be nice. <laughs> You're definitely not standing still. Now her character is getting some, <laughs> some movement on stage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, do you find that this play is, um, I think, relevant to students' lives in a way? Totally. I think it's all about um, discovering relationships and how we interact with people around us, um, how we understand love. And, I don't know, I'm finding it really, really uh, relevant to my life and my relationships, so... I think if you have um, a unique relationship with with your friends, with your parents, uh, with anybody really, uh, you can, um, you can identify with this, with this play. Um, 
So this play is a little darker than yeah. what Trinity is used to. Maybe. How do you correlate this to your faith and projecting that in theater? Well, I understand that faith is all-encompassing, like penetrates our entire lives and um thank you that's definitely (laughs) a good enough reason to use the word i'm so glad you think so um and yeah so i i don't believe that even the christian faith is all about sunshine and Mm. joy and um well it certainly is ultimately about joy it's a joy that overcomes uh suffering and darkness and so the fact that life underwater really takes a look at the dark side of relationships and love and maybe even faith um, is really relevant. And I think it's something that a lot of Christians avoid because it's not easy to deal with. Um, and maybe it's a little shameful, but yeah, I don't know. We've, I think we've all got something dark in our hearts and sometimes it's good and getting through that darkness is what really helps us see the light of Christ and hope. And I think, I think uh, Life Underwater really um, is a hopeful play. I certainly see that in looking at Jinx's character. Um, I think I think there's, yeah, I don't know. So there's, a lot of there's, there's been some controversy over the subject matter yeah. of this play. Do you think that we should focus on what the characters are doing wrong, or should we focus more on their redemptive qualities? Do you think that there there is a limit to the subject matter, or do you think that what this play has is appropriate? For okay, I think narrative? I think the danger is um, letting some of the subject matter become gratuitous, and so I think what um, Aaron Caleb and Sarah Weiner, our director, are doing to kind of cut out some of the gratuitous swearing and that kind of thing out, so that we can focus more on the story. I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's really a bad kind of censorship that is going to be harmful to the art form. So yeah, I'm all about that. Um, and I, I don't think the the story is um, like, I don't think it's kind of what's the word I'm looking for um, boasting about it's these terrible things it's not glorifying the, yeah. the bad actions yeah. that the characters are getting themselves into um, so yeah I, I don't know I think okay. it's good I think it's really good yeah yeah. how many times have you done New Generations? this is my third and final time mm. <laughs> a fifth year keener yeah shut up <laughs> <laughs> Um, and what do you think is invaluable about new generations, about people participating in that, even if they're not necessarily in the theater department? Yeah, well, I think that's what's invaluable as a non-theater major who loves theater um, and wants it to be a part of my life. Um, I love that new generations is opened up to the entire campus. I love that um, a lot of it is student-written. It's all student-directed and student-liberated, what's the poster say? All of that. Yeah. I love all of that. <laughs> discovered created, or, yes. there was another aided that we missed something yeah um, we, created, we don't have a poster in the studio, no. there's a yeah. poster outside but anyway um, mm-hmm. yeah no I understand um, so do you think it's important for the student body to support absolutely yeah. everybody yeah. should come see New Generations you have no excuse not to preview nights half off matinees are cheap uh, you can afford you can afford a ticket and it's worth it. You get five shows in one night and it's your friends and your roommates and your classmates and just if you do can it. afford to go see Django or Les Mis yeah. for like the seventh time around, yeah. you can see mm-hmm. this show and support some real theater. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not that Django and, and um, No, I heard Django's really good Django's and Les Mis. Oh, oh, don't even get me started. Anne Hathaway and the tears and all. Um, yeah, well, Tia, thank you so much for joining us here in the studio. Um, and you can catch Tia, Eric, and I on the main stage 
once again, starting January 29th and running until February 2nd. For more information, go to twu.ca slash theater. If you would like to contact the box office, you can email twuboxoffice at gmail.com for more information. Danny Grant, he's a Spartan for Trinity Western's volleyball team, and we're going to be talking about the intersection of athletics and faith and life. So, uh, welcome to the program, Danny Grant. Thanks. Uh, are you going to say your name too? Yeah, I'm Eric DeLang. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> so, I wanted to start out by asking you how you came to be a Spartan at Trinity Western. What's your story? Um, well, uh, actually, my sister came to Trinity first, and um, so I knew some of the uh, the older guys, uh, like Rudy, Ben, and Mark, were all in her uh, her age her age group. Um, so they started out when she was in her first year. So and she's two years older than me. So my grade ten year is kind of like the first time I was exposed to volleyball actually being like a sport that you could play at like university level. Um, because we didn't really have a team when I was uh, growing up. In my grade, grade 11 year, we were coached by uh, the girls' team. In my grade 12 year, we played a couple games, um, but like nothing compared to down here, really, because we play like three or four games, whereas they play quite a bit more. I've, I don't even know how many they play. I just know they play more than four. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> that's when I first uh, thought, hey, it would be sweet to be a Spartan. And, um, but originally I went to, uh, CBC in Abbotsford, uh, Columbia Bible College, and I played three years there. Um, but while I was doing that, I also came to, like, Spartan camps and stuff, like the ones where the, uh, the players would, uh, coach and stuff, so I, I, I kind of met some of the guys there, and, um, just, um, as I improved and stuff, eventually, um, uh, Ben asked me if, like, if I'd consider coming, and I was like, of course, and... <laughs> ben, Ben who? Oh, sorry, Josephson, the coach. Okay, cool. What's your experience been like so far on the uh, Trinity Western volleyball team? What's your position, and have you have you been liking it? Yeah, it's it's been really great. Um, I'm in an interesting position because I'm uh, I'm redshirting, which uh, which just means that um, I'm not uh, I'm not playing in the games and stuff like that. So I don't use a year of eligibility because um, uh, post secondary uh, you only have five years of eligibility in the sport. So I've already used three of mine. So um, taking a redshirt year to just improve enough to play at the university level and also to uh, to not use a year that could potentially be court time. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So I want to talk a little bit about stereotypes. Um, 
being a theater major, um, we can we can fall into kind of crass stereotyping of the Spartans and the Spart and vice versa from the the Spartans and the science, and we can we can all kind of have um, negative ideas about what the other person is, or wh whether that dates back to high school or. Um, cultural stereotypes of what uh, society or the media expects us to be. Um, so, in your experience, being a, being a Spartan and being in, involved in sports your whole life, how have you um, reacted to that stereotype um, being imposed on you? Have you reacted favorably to it? Have you tried to fit it at some times? And is there other times where you've, you've pushed back and been like, I don't want any part of this? Um, I guess the, the stereotype... Um, would have happened more for me in high school, but um, wasn't uh, so big of a thing because my main sport was curling. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's tough to be a curling bully. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it definitely makes more sense. From uh, I also played basketball. I played basketball yeah. more in high school than I did volleyball. So okay, I just uh, from that kind of uh, team perspective and. Having a lot of friends also that um, that weren't really into athletics and trying to um, uh, hang out with both those groups and sometimes them misinterpreting each other and uh, some of my other friends seeing as my um, like basketball friends being kind of like jerks or bullies or things like that, which like some of them were, but most of them weren't. They were just misunderstood and it. It's definitely a lot different in high school because a lot of people, you know, they're maturing and kind of figuring out who they are and trying to, you know, they push back on other people and, and yeah, like, people get hurt sometimes. Mm. But I think it's a lot different when you get to the university level because, um, especially a Christian university is a lot different because, um, like, sport isn't our, isn't our main focus, um, of course, like God is. Mm. Cool. So, how do you see, do you see a difference in your relationships with your with with uh, with athletes um, in a Christian environment or in a non Christian environment? Is there is there a, is there a concrete difference you can nail down? Well, like secular athletes, they do athletics well, so as well, like they do it great, and um, but uh, and like a lot of Christian athletes are exactly the same. We're competitive and we play hard and we get frustrated we get mad and and sometimes say things we don't mean or do things um that we don't like just in the, the heat of the moment but mm -hmm. um i guess the thing that would uh would make it would, which always makes it different for me is just be, like before and after the practice like we'll pray and just kind of brings the brings it back to perspective just to be like this is what we're we're focusing on here and like when you hear another guy like just pray or you get to pray yourself and just like the quiet of like everyone listening to you or just you you can really feel the presence of God in front of with with a bunch of, of believers just no matter what happened in that practice we're able to pray before and after and um, I don't know it helps a lot with with um, not having everything mean so much because in sports you can get into like the thought like this is my only chance to really do anything because this is what I'm good at. But with um, with God in the picture, there's really like no limit. So hmm. it's very uh, it's very comforting, and um, yeah, it makes it a lot different 
when you're on the court and like you have, you have games, you really uh, grow to appreciate the body of Christ just on your team as well. Just that uh, like everyone has a different role. Like the foot has to be a foot. You can't be a hand because if you have too many hands, then you have nothing to stand on. You know, like that that kind of stuff. And like the bench players support the players on the floor. And like the players on the floor, they don't look so much to the people in the stands for support. They look more to the, the people they know really well, the guys on the bench. And when they come off for timeouts, that's who they they talk to and who they interact with. And um, it's it's those people that uh, that make volleyball fun and make it um, uh, different and not just like competing to uh, to be your best, but uh, competing with your teammates to uh, to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, of course, we want to win. We're competitive guys. But um, a win hurts a lot, or a loss hurts a lot, a lot less when um, when you don't place it all on yourself. When it's when it's your team and each person uh, takes re- like takes responsibility for maybe what happened, and then you're just it's not so big of a burden to change something or to improve because you're all working to improve. And um, and a uh, a win isn't isn't um, isn't so prideful when you um, you take the time after to pray and just put into perspective like we're playing for God here, so let's let's take a little bit more like team focus and less or more body focus, not even just our team. Like the body exists outside our team. Mm-hmm. It's just um, it's just an easier way for us to understand the bodies cool. in our team. Cool. Going back to the to the idea of the stereotypes uh, of the jock and. Um maybe expectations to be macho put on you by by society or that it's 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 uh maybe that it's it's wussy to 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 cry or to feel emotion or even to pray maybe um have you felt any pressure of that at trinity western like like feeling whether i have to um fit a certain macho standard or yeah do you feel like you have to you have to fit a certain a certain macho standard at trinity western or does trinity western feel like maybe um, a safer place um, mm. to be a Christian or to be a sensitive guy or, 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 or however you want to describe it in athletics? Uh, definitely when I first arrived, um, it felt like I had to um, meet a certain standard, like to play at a certain level or to, I don't know, like put a certain amount of work in each week. Mm-hmm. But um, as I got to know the guys and like the, like the older guys and uh, like, the guys who start on our team and just seeing um, their um, their God focus, um, it just made me realize that uh, that they didn't care so much, like that I was putting in all this this extra work. They wanted me to work hard and to go to practice and to work out, but it wasn't so that I could uh, play great and meet a certain standard. Like just by being on the team, as soon as I arrived in the locker room, I was part of the team, right? Yeah. Even before I got any of the gear or anything like that, just as soon as they knew I was going to be on the team, I was on the team right in their heads. So there was nothing I had to earn. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I want to play well. But I want to improve yeah. and stuff like that. And from the outside, do you feel like walking around wearing a Spartan shirt or Spartan pants? Do you feel people are looking at you thinking, "Oh, he's a Spartan," and, and that there's an expectation, or do you feel pretty pretty welcomed, pretty free to be yourself in this community? Or a little bit of both. I'm probably one of the worst for wearing Spartan gear all the time. <laughs> probably other other guys get mad at me. No, I don't know. <laughs> but 
it's just comfortable and stuff, and I like it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Probably at, fir- <laughs> probably at first they're like, wow, he's really tall. I wonder what sport he plays. They probably don't even know if I play volleyball or not. Sometimes people ask me. Um, but uh, I guess, I don't know. They, I guess they, they could assume things. that I haven't really uh, seen that too directly, of course, because people don't usually tell you their assumptions about you to your face. So mm. from what I've... Um, received i guess i've always uh, been given grace to be who i am cool. especially within this this pod that we got here you know like yeah people may joke and make fun of me for being a spartan but you know in a good light-hearted way yeah as much as we make fun of you for being a theater major and stuff <laughs> yeah but you know i know i know you and then my d group leader is a theater major as well brandon and i probably couldn't say a bad thing about theater majors you're six how how tall are you uh six nine and a half or six ten with shoes <laughs> depending okay. on your preference all right um so six six ten with shoes and so um you receive a lot of a lot of uh jokes about your height i don't think anybody notices no <laughs> okay um and so <laughs> no, I, do you do you uh <laughs> i often scare people to avoid me you know They'll walk around me and things like that. Okay. And then I like wave at them, but they aren't looking up. <laughs> They're looking down at their feet, terrified that I might eat them. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure that's not what they're thinking. No, no, definitely not. Uh, I guess I do, because I'm unique, like physically, so that brings up, like, like everyone's unique, right? Mm-hmm. But it, sometimes it's not as obvious. I have a really obvious one, so people notice it right away, and it's their first thing about me like the first question is always like uh, do you play basketball and are you going to be in the NBA or something and why not why don't you use your height for that when I was little I wanted to be a, a pilot and then I found out I couldn't fit in the, the cockpit <laughs> <laughs> that was devastating us <laughs> but no I'm just kidding um, I guess what I would I don't know I like to uh I like to do things differently sometimes, and especially when it comes into this the stereotype of athletics. I like to to push against it and go against it, and uh, to really I like to talk to people from from different majors and find out uh, how they're so so different. And people are always changing their major, so it's it's impossible to stereotype people based on their major or based on on what they do. Um, and I really, I really like that because then that pushes people to do the same back, you know, to maybe like, oh, hey, I liked, I liked Danny and he was an athlete. Maybe I'll ask another athlete or to hang out with another athlete or something like that. And they'll find out how different that person is from me. And, and um, yeah, it'll just, it'll just create a better, better body here, you know, like a body that understands the work, like the foot will understand more what the work the hand does, you know, and the eye will understand what the ear does and, and, um, like be a little bit more appreciative of of like each part and uh what it does to uh glorify God, you know? Like God's put all these parts here for a reason. It's not just like I don't know, just because <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, I yeah. I just I just Yeah, we need each other. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And we might not like what the other parts do sometimes, but uh sometimes you, when you take the time you 
you get to see uh, God at work in those parts. And it's a, it's a huge blessing mm. for sure. So Danny, I want to thank you for being on the program and sharing with us what it's like uh, to be a Spartan at Trinity Western, sharing us a little bit about your experience. I hope, I wish you uh, God's blessing in your Trinity Western experience and the rest of it. And uh, I hope to see you on the floor soon. Oh, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, I hope to play next semester too. But even if I don't, you know, you can come out and see me on the bench, just right. hanging out and doing doing bench stuff. Doing bench stuff. You know, getting water ready and <laughs> not sweating, you know. Wearing possibly nicer clothing. Right now I'm just wearing, I just wear these, these well, you can't see it, but you can see it, these things. Yeah, the Spartan scrubs. Yeah, Spartan scrubs. You're like the nurse. <laughs> the nurse to the spirit of the Thanks, Hey, so thanks for tuning in to our very first episode of the T-Dub Hub. This episode is released with a Creative Commons license, so feel free to share it with your friends and use it in your own creative works. However, for the individual music selections, be sure to check out our blog, twhub.blogspot.ca, for the individual copyright for each of the people's music that we've included in the show. If you have any music you'd like to share, just email us at twhub at gmail.com. And if you have a rant or something you'd like to rave about around campus, just record it on your iPhone and send us the MP3 or AMR or M4A or MP4 file that you've recorded, and we'll be sure to include it at our discretion. I hope everyone's having a wonderful first semester, and I wish you all peace and love from the T-Dub Hub. <laughs>